Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Something happens in his presence. Something happens in his presence. Something happens in his presence. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Something happens in his presence. My God, my God, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Healing happens in his presence. Wholeness happens in his presence. Stability happens in his presence. My God. Father God, I thank you for your stability. I thank you, Father God, for your stability. I thank you, Father God, for your grace. I thank you, Father God, for your mercies. My God, I thank you, Father God, that your mercies are brand new every day. My God, I thank you for your wholeness that came in Jesus Christ. I thank you for your presence, Lord. We desire more of your presence. We desire more of your presence. That's why I know it's so important for us to understand our relationship between us and God um, because fear, the false evidence of something appearing real, will place us in a position in which um, we don't draw close to God when we should. But there is something significant that happens in his presence. My God, come on, Holy Spirit. There's something that happens in his presence that doesn't happen in his presence. My God. So instead of running from him, instead of hiding from him, my God, this is the point in our life when we make a significant turnaround and we draw closer to him. My God, we are not fighting a battle that we won't win. Can I say that again? We are not fighting a battle that we won't win. So we press into his presence. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter into his courts with praise. And the reason why we do this is because, my God, because there is something that we can only get from him. My God, there is something that we need from him. There is something about when we, when we connect to him, there's something about his power. There is something about his presence. So when we say, Holy Spirit, come, my God, when we say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. What we're saying is, God, we need way more of you and less than us. We need way more of you and less than us. We don't need us. We need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. We need. So Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. My God, my God, come saturate us in your presence. 
Come fill this atmosphere. My God, I dare you to talk to the Holy Spirit this morning. Come fill our home. My God, come fill our conversations. My God, come fill our thoughts. My God, we need your presence, Lord. We need your presence. Holy Spirit, fill our children today. My God, I dare you to invite the... Come on, that's it. I dare you to invite... Invite the Holy Spirit in. I dare you to invite the Holy Spirit in. Talk to the Holy Spirit this morning. My God, I need your presence. Holy Spirit, I need you on my job today. See, it's the Holy Spirit. He's the next part of this. He's the next part. When Jesus said, my God, come on now. You got to know what the word spoke to you. You got to know why it's so important for you to become best friends with the Holy Spirit. You got to know how significant the Holy Spirit is to your circumstance. You got to know how significant the Holy Spirit is to your situation. You got to know how powerful the Holy Spirit is. He's not something spooky. He's not something you shouldn't get to know. As a matter of fact, he needs to become your best friend. So when we say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. We're placing our dependency on the Holy Spirit. My God. My God, my God, we're placing our dependency on the Holy Spirit. My God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. We're placing our dependency on the Holy Spirit. We're not trusting in ourselves. We're not trusting in our emotions. We're not trusting in what mama them said. We're not trusting in what was. When we invite the Holy Spirit in, we're saying, my God, God, I trust you. So when we sit here and we say, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, we need more of your presence. My God, my God, we need more of the truth. My God, we need, we need more, more of the life. My God, we need more than the, more of the light. My God, my God, can I tell you something? Do you know that the Holy Spirit is what activates your gifts? The Holy Spirit is what reveals to you who you are. My God, that is it. God already made you in your, and see, this is, this is the part that's very hard. This is the part that is hard because most of us never been taught like this. Nobody ever taught us about the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. People talk to us about God and they, they eliminated or separated God from the Holy Spirit as if they were not the same. As, as if the Holy Spirit was not a significant part of this. They made him spooky. They made him scary. They made him not understand your dependency on him, your need for him. But it was God. It was Jesus. And then, then the Holy Spirit came. And so you have to know the significance. So what we, we've got to invite the Holy Spirit in. We got to become best friends with the Holy Spirit. He is the one that, my God, Jesus is the one who saves us. But the Holy Spirit is the one who grooms us. My God. My God, he's the one who pulls and develops us into the fullness of who we are. He's the one that buffs us and shines us up. He's the one that transforms us into the image of Christ. My God, I don't want to do another thing with my God. I don't want to I don't want to do anything else in myself. I don't want to do anything in myself. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. So he's not scary. He's not spooky. He's necessary. Woo! Come on, y'all. 
He ain't scary. He ain't spooky. He's necessary. He's necessary. That's why the enemy has had us um, in a place of fear for so long because he knows if you stay fearful of the Holy Spirit, you will not receive the fullness of who you are. You will not understand the truth. If you don't let the Holy Spirit lead you, my God, you're not going to walk on the narrow path. My God, you'll stay in the wide path. You'll always rely on your own wisdom. My God, if you never appropriately, it's not enough for you to be... And it's, 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 they're all together. They're all one. But what has happened is many of us have separated God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Like we treat them as separate people. My God, not recognizing, not understanding how important my God, the Holy Spirit is how he has the wisdom for absolutely everything you need. My God. So when we hear this song, so Songs say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. My God, you got to welcome into you, welcome into your day. You got to welcome in him into your conversation. You got to welcome into your text message. My God, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, fill this atmosphere. Holy Spirit, fill our conversations. Holy Spirit, live, fill our lives. My God, my God, I want to read this to you and then I want to, sh okay, share. I'm going to share first. I want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. The other day I was talking to a friend of mine and um, we were, I coach, I do some purpose coaching. Um, I'm getting ready to start another session of purpose coaching. We'll send that information out. I do not coach a whole people um, all at one time because what I do is so intimate and so personal. Um, but I'm an activator. I'm a pusher to push your purpose out of you so that you could walk into the fullness. So I just finished the season of coaching and I was talking to one of my mentees, one of the, the women that I've been pushing into purpose. And I said to her, I did not find out who I was. I did not find out who I was without the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, I really didn't know. Like I knew God, I knew Jesus. Um, I had surrendered myself who I, to him, but I really didn't come into the realness I, I, who I was until the Holy Spirit and I did that. Like we were in this deep relationship for the last year and a half. Like we were in this deep relationship. Like we walked into a different level of relationship. Like I separated myself from everything and everyone. And it was just like me and the Holy Spirit. And, and I said to her, I said, and so it wasn't until the Holy Spirit and I reached this level of partnership that I found my identity in Christ. See, here's the problem. Most of us think our, most of us um, look like we look for things and stuff and titles to reveal our identity. I'm just being real. We do it backwards. Um, we don't seek the Holy Spirit out to reveal our identity. We try to tell God who we are. Woo! My God. We try to tell God who we are. We, we try to feel God out. Um, we try to figure God out. We try to figure purpose out when it's really the Holy Spirit who reveals us. So we don't show up to God telling God who we are. We don't show up to God telling God and giving God directions for our life. We don't show up when you really, really are in a place in a position. Yeah, that's good, mama. Intimacy. When you're really in a place in a position where you're tired of trying to figure it out, where you're tired of trying to say things like, 
I think, right? Like I think you show up knowing nothing. You show up um, expecting nothing. You show up with no de de definitions and you put yourself in a place for God to resist. See, we, we, we think our definition of who we are, are is in titles. Like we're in titles. So when I said to her, I said to her, I said, I really I really didn't really discover all of who I was until the last year and a half. Like I really didn't discover who I was. And it's not the it's not the titles. It's not the titles. See, the presence of the Holy Spirit reveals your gifts. See, most of us have been looking for the titles to associate ourselves with. We've been looking for a title of entrepreneurship. We've been looking for a title of business owner. We've been looking for a title of wife. Like we've been looking for titles. So when we go to God's presence, we go to God's presence with our expectations. With our thought process to who we think we are, we don't go to God properly so that he can reveal to us, my God, who we are. Because he's the only one that's going to reveal to us who we are through the Holy Spirit. He's it. He's the only, he's, your mama, your mama only had a glimpse. Psalms 139, he reminds us, he knew, knew us. Jeremiah 1 5, he reminds us, he forms us. Jeremiah 29 and 11, he reminds us, he has a plan for us, but that can only be revealed to you through the Holy Spirit. That's why most of us seek titles. That's why most of us seek positions, but it's not a title and a position you need. My God. You need the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to you so that you understand why you're born into this world. My God. So whether you evangelist, prophet, teacher, business owner, evangelist, that, that doesn't matter. So, so she asked me something so powerful. She asked me something so significant. She said, if I asked you who you were in this time, in this time, right? If I asked you for who you were in this time, what would you say to me? And I said to her, I'm just simply a bond servant. I'm just simply a bond servant. I'm just simply his maiden here on this earth, passing through to do his will. I'm just simply, I'm just simply a bond servant. I'm not, I'm, I'm simply a bond servant. Now, if you turn around and ask me what my gifts are to the body, because that's what's more important. That's what's most significant. That I understand my gifts and who, what my gifts are to the body. I understand the gifts. Well, the only way that I'm going to understand the gifts and who I am and how I'm designed and what I am to bring to the body is through the Holy Spirit. And so it's not, I'm not seeking titles. I'm not seeking positioning. I'm not seeking names. I'm seeking to find, I'm seeking out the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the only one that's going to reveal to me what my gifts are. My God, what my gifts are, because my gifts is what's going to make room for me. Oh my God, that's a divine teaching on this. My gifts, my gifts, my gifts that I bring before men is what's going to make room for me. My gifts that bring me. And so I cheapen my gifts if I lessen them to a title. Now, my God, not saying that they're not important, not understanding who we are, but I cheapen my gifts. So when I get in front of the person, it's not about that. That's where we've been missing it. That's where we haven't been discovering who we are. That's what that, that, that's, that, that's, 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 that's a level of lowness. Most of us aren't willing to go. My 
God. My God. So even if God called me into entrepreneurship, even if God called me into mothering, even if God called me into teaching, it's the gift, it's the gift that's gonna make room for me. And the gift comes from the gift giver. My God. And the one to reveal this to me and to build me in this and develop me in this is the Holy Spirit. It's not me myself. I don't go before God teaching God who I am. I don't go before God telling God who I am. I don't. I come to God broken and contrite, receiving from him. See, that's the haughtiness. That's the thing that's been trying to pull us in the direction. That's why we're unstable. The word of God says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's why we're unstable. My God, we've been looking for the wrong things, talking to God about the wrong things. My God, not really understanding who we are because we don't understand our gifts. We don't understand. We really are. Can I give it to you how Jesus said it? Can I give it to you how Jesus said it? Can I it? Can I give it to you how Jesus said it? Can I give it to you? I need to give it to you just like he said it. I want to give it to you just, just like, just like he said it. He said, I'm going to back it up for you. My God, I hope this changed your perspective around, uh, about you. I, I hope it, I hope this changes a perspective about how you see and what you talk to God. It says, this is what he said. This is a mother's request, right? And I love this. It says, uh, but Jesus called them aside and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their superiors exercise authority over them. This is Matthew 20 and 26. It should not be this way among you. Come on. I need you to hear this. It shall not be this way among you. I need you to understand. Let me back up a little bit more. Let me go back. Let me go. Let me go back. Let me, let me go back. My God. Let me back this up because I'm going to tell you what was happening here. They were seeking, um, they were seeking something deeper, right? So let me back this up to the 20 verse. I didn't even know we were going here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It says, this is the, this is the mother of Zebedee's son came to Jesus. This is the sons of thunder. So she came to him with her sons and knelt down to make a request of him. He says, what do you want? He inquired. She declared, this is what she declared. She said, she answered, declare, declare that in your kingdom, one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right hand and the other at your left. See, this is how clear God is. This is how intentional God is. This is how God wants you to understand who you are to the kingdom, right? So this is what she says. He says, what do you want? She said, he said, you don't even know what you're asking. know when people really ask God to bring them into their purpose. This is why I know you really don't know what you asking. You, when you really, can I, can I be real with you? When you really start asking God to bring you into your purpose, when you really start asking God to bring you into the fullness of who you are, you really don't know what you're asking. You really don't know what you're asking because nobody really taught you the level of sacrifice. Nobody really taught you what it's really like to walk with God. Nobody really taught you what it's like to really give up what you give up for God. My God, no. So he told her, he says, this is what she said. So when we come into God, all of us, do, my God, bring me into my fullness of my purpose. Lord, let me serve you. Lord, let me do all that I need to do for you. Lord, use me for your glory. So this is what Jesus said to her. He says, you really don't know what you are asking. My God, you really don't know what you're asking. Jesus replied, he said, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? Can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? 
My God, can you drink the cup that I'm going to? Will you really lay your life down for someone else? My God, will you really, will you really lay your, will you really lay your life down? To, will you take it all the way to the cross, baby? Will you take it, will you take it all all the way to the cross where you walk away from everything and anything that you knew where you will you walk walk away from everything that you thought it was would, would you walk away from everything that you considered will you walk will you walk away will you walk will you take this cup my god will you t- will you take this Will you take this cup? So he says you don't know what you're asking Jesus replied can you drink the cup that I'm gonna drink right and then like most of us, like most of us, they said we can. <laughs> they said we can. We can. We can we can take the cup. We can we can drink. We can drink the cup. That's what they said. They said they said we can. And so he said that this which is why we can. The brothers answered. Then this is what Jesus said. He said, You will indeed need need you will indeed drink my cup, Jesus said. But to sit at my right or left hand, my God, he was telling them, what you're gonna do involves me. Come on, Holy Spirit. He said, you'll indeed drink my cup, Jesus said. But to sit at my right or left hand is not mine to grant. These seats belong to those for whom my father has prepared for them. My, my, God, my, these seats, these seats at my left and my right. I don't determine who sits at my left and my right hand. My father prepares this. My father determines this. These seats belong to those that my father has purposed. This belongs to what my father has purposed. This belongs to what my father has said. I love this. He says, he says, he says, these things belong to those for whom my father has prepared them. Come on, Holy Spirit. He says, when the 10 heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. They were upset. They were mad at the two brothers. But Jesus called them aside and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them. Somebody taught them this. Somebody taught them this. Somebody designed this in this way. Somebody taught you to seek titles. Somebody taught you to be absent of the Holy Spirit. Somebody taught you to build businesses without God. Somebody taught you this world's way of doing and living was the right way. Somebody taught you this. This was something that we're taught. He said, he said, he said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their superiors exercise authority over them. Like, you know, they operate this way because this is what culture taught them. You know that they operate this way because this is what someone said to them was right. Come on now. You know, they operate this way. See, Anytime we seek positions or titles, my God, anytime we seek ourselves to be positioned in a certain place instead of seeking ourselves to position to be served, it's because someone told us authority was better. Someone told us positioning was better. No one really ever taught us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and that everything else will be added unto us. My God, my God, my God. God, my God is so much revelation in this. And he says, but Jesus called them aside. He said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their superiors exercise authority over them. He said, it shall not be this way among you. 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 He said, instead, my God, come on now. Instead, Whoever wants 
to become great among you must be your servant. My God, whoever wants to become great, whoever wants to become great amongst you must submit themselves to God. Whoever becomes great, wants to become great among you must become your servant. My God, there's so much power in this. There's so much. So we we don't, when we become servants, like when we are, so when we become servant, like, and you got to hear this, it's not, there's nothing wrong with the titles. There's nothing wrong with the positioning because we'll be skewed in another perspective, not bringing all our gifts before God, not letting God bring, well, I'm just here to be a lowly servant. That's not what I'm saying. That's a false humility. My God, there is greatness inside of you. God called you into purpose. God called you to be active and not reactive in this world. My God, in the name of Jesus, this is a different level of submission. My God, you find your purpose in this. You find your, because there's a certain level of humility and brokenness that comes. My God, in the name of Jesus. So it says, it shall not be this way among you. Instead, whoever wants to become great amongst you must become your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. There's got to be a level of humility in you. There's got to be a level of humility in you. There's got to be a level of seeking in you. There's got to be a level of partnership with the Holy Spirit in you. There's got to be a level of understanding that God, my God, that God made me, that God created me, that I'm made in his image. And who other than him can teach me who I am? Who other than him can transform me into the image of Christ? So he says, so he says, should not be this way amongst you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. This is the part. This is the part. This is the part. This is the part. It says, just, <laughs> my God, just as the son of man did not come to be served, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom from many. Go back to Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first. This is kingdom talk. This is kingdom language. My God. So when I when I'm pulled, when I'm pulled into the fullness of the Holy Spirit, I understand not my positioning, but my gifts. I understand that it's time. I need to learn more about my gifts. I understand. I need to understand more about my gifts, how the creator designed me so that I can properly serve in this earth. Ooh, my God. So everything that I'm attracted to, everything that I'm pulled into, right? Because the scripture says my gift is going to make my the, the my gift is going to make room for me. My gift is going to is going to make make room for me. I don't have to force my way. Come on now. I don't have to position myself. I don't have to net make I don't have to network, right? Proverbs 18 and 16 says a gift open the ways and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. Woo! Back it up to the fifth verse. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge and, ear, and the ear of the wise seek it out. My God. So when I'm wise, I understand without a doubt 
I can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. I can't do marriage without the Holy Spirit. I can't raise my kids without the Holy Spirit. I need more revelation of what and who God called me to. Most of us stop at the part of salvation and don't push further. Most of us stop at the part of salvation and we don't push into the presence of the Holy Spirit. We don't really invite the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is going to bring us into all truth. The Holy Spirit is going to bring us into holiness. The Holy Spirit is going to bring us into purity. So the Holy Spirit, so when there's a certain place when we press in the Holy Spirit, even though the flesh is very will, that the Holy Spirit will quicken us and buffet us. And strengthen us. I'm going to give it to you in the scripture. I'm going to give you to who he is in the scripture and who he needs to become. So when we're trying to come into the awareness of who we are in Christ Jesus, we don't go before God talking to him about who we are. My God, I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit on this. We come before God, as David said, broken and contrite. Can I give you another part of this to show you this? My God, can I give you another? My God, my God, can I give you another part of this to show you this? My God, glory to God, glory to God, my God, my God, my God, I'm going to give you evidence of this. My God, my God, I'm going to give you evidence of this. So the Holy Spirit is the one who who does this. Like the that this is the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit bringing them into the to the fullness of this, right? So I'm going to give you a summary. I'm going to kind of paraphrase this. I'm going to give it to you in a story so that you can understand this, right? So it's important for us to have the Holy Spirit. So King Saul was not a good king, right? He had broken God's laws and God was very displeased with Saul. So God told Samuel that he had chosen someone else to replace Saul. Holy Spirit come. Holy Spirit come. God, 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 God said, God said to to him, he said, I greatly regret that I set up Saul as king. He has turned away from following me and he has not kept my commandments. Right? This is what what God is saying to him. Samuel was sad to hear this. He cried. He called out to God all night. He hoped God would change his mind. But God knew what was best for his people. So Samuel got up early the next morning. Went to Saul. He told him that God was taking the kingdom of Israel away from him because of his sins. Then Samuel went back home into Ramah and Saul returned to his home in Gibba. And Samuel never went to see Saul again. But Samuel continued to mourn for Saul. I need you to see this. I need you to see this. And then God said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? I have rejected him. Go to Jesse. My God. God, there's revelation in this. My God, there's freedom. He says, so he said to him, he says, go to Jesse. He says, I want you to go to Jesse. God was giving him direction. God was giving him wisdom. God was giving him knowledge. He said, go to Jesse. He said, he already told him where to go. He didn't have to figure it out. He didn't have to figure it out. He said, go to Jesse. He told him where to go. He said, I need you to go to Jesse. There had already been a mark placed on Jesse's house. There had already been a determination in Jesse's house. Something significantly was happening in Jesse's house. Come on now. He had already marked Jesse's house. My God. Thank you for this. So, so this is what he said. So Samuel, so he said, he said, I want you to go down to Jesse's house in Bethlehem. He said, I found a king among his sons. He said, I found a king among his sons. That's what he told him. He said, I found a king among, among his sons. I love this. I love this. He said, I found a king among his sons. 
So Samuel, just being awesome, Samuel was reluctant to do this. Samuel was reluctant to do this. Samuel was, he was concerned that Saul might try to kill him. My God, if he heard about Samuel anointing someone else to be king, right? Samuel was reluctant. He didn't want to do this. He was scared. He was fearful. He was afraid. But God had already told him there's somebody that needs to come next that's in Jesse's house. My God, in the name of Jesus. So he said to me, he says, so he said, so Samuel did what God said. He invited Jesse and his sons to come to him to make a sacrifice. My God, in the name of Jesus. So Samuel began looking over the sons of Jesse. See, this is how I know your gift will make room. This is how I know when you seek wisdom, your gift will make room. This is how I know when you are about your father's business. This is how I know when you put the kingdom first that your gift will make room. This is how I know if you put the kingdom first, you'll be put, you'll be transferred in the image of Christ. So he says, go back. He says, God said to Samuel, he says, do not look at this. So he says, Samuel began to look over all, over all the sons of Jesse. He began to look. And so Samuel did what was regular. Samuel did what was regular. Samuel did what was normal. Samuel, my God, can I tell you something? Can I tell you what the Holy Spirit is saying? This this morning is charting your destiny. This morning is charting your course. This morning is changing your life. This morning is giving you revelation of who you are. This morning is bringing you into power. This morning is bringing you into increase. This morning is bringing you into divine positioning. So stay right there. Don't move just yet. My God, come on, Holy Spirit. So he says, God, he said he was looking with the oldest son, Eli. God spoke privately to Samuel, telling him, this is not the one. Come on, Holy Spirit. He says, God spoke privately to Samuel. God spoke intimately to Samuel. Remember, the Holy Spirit is a still, quiet voice. He said he spoke privately. He didn't speak publicly. He didn't speak big. He didn't speak to Jesse. He didn't speak to Eli. He didn't talk to them. It said God spoke privately. God spoke intimately. God spoke quietly, but God spoke low. He spoke it in your belly. He put it in your heart. My God, he said God spoke quietly. Come on, Holy Spirit. He said he spoke quietly. He spoke privately to Samuel, telling him that this is not the one that I have chosen. This is not the one. He spoke privately. This is not the one that I have chosen. This is not the one that I have designated. Come on, God. Come on, Holy Spirit. And so God said to Samuel, he said, I need you to do me a favor, Gwendolyn. I need you to do me a favor, Jackie. I need you to do me a favor, Meredith. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to understand. God said to him, he said, do not look at his appearance. My God, I thank you. Now, I need you to hear this. I need you to, I need you to share, I need you to hear this. He said, don't, don't look at his appearance. Don't look at his appearance. Don't look at how tall he is because I've refused him. He's not the one. Stop checking for it in the natural. Stop checking for it in the natural, baby. It's not in the natural, Lakeisha. It's in the spirit. Stop checking for it in the natural. He says, do not look at his appearance or at how tall he is because I've refused him. It's not it. For the Lord does not see as man sees. My God. 
for the Lord does not see as man sees. My God, I'm going to say it one more time. For the Lord does not see, my God, as man sees. So don't look at my appearance. Come on, Holy Spirit. My, it's not in the natural. Don't look at her appearance. Don't look at his appearance. Can I prophesy over you today? My God, my God, can I prophesy over your future marriage today? Baby, don't look at his appearance. Don't look at his appearance. Don't worry about whether or not he's short in stature. Don't worry about how tall he is. What God is about to do for you, he going to do in the spirit. Don't worry about what kind of car he drives. Don't worry about this. This is about divine positioning. This is about divine alignment. This what daddy God is about to do for you is about to change your world. This what daddy God is about to do for you is about to change your life. This what daddy God about to, is about to do for you is about to set you up for victory. So don't look at, don't look, don't think, don't look at his appearance. Woman of God, don't look at his appearance. You've been looking at the wrong thing. You've been looking at titles. You've been looking at degrees. You've been looking at status of cars. And daddy God is saying to you this morning, stop looking at his appearance. Stop looking at his appearance. Stop looking at his appearance. I'm prophesying over your marriage today. I'm prophesying over your situation. I'm decreeing and declaring over you today that you will never look again at his appearance. So he says, he says, do not look at his appearance or how tall he is because I refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at his heart. Can I talk to you a little bit about marriage just for a second? Will you give me this moment? You need somebody who has their heart on God. You need some, I don't know who this is for. You need somebody who's going to love you like Christ loved the church. You need somebody who's going to honor you, who's going to cover you, who's going to protect you. You need somebody that's not, who's not set up on your physical stature, baby. My God, you need somebody who's not worried about how fine you are. Baby, you need somebody who's going to care for your soul. You need somebody who's going to care for your soul. You need somebody who's going to care for your soul in the name of Jesus. I love this. He says, one by one, Jesus called his sons before Samuel. After bringing seven of his sons, my God, before Samuel, Samuel told God, that told him that God had not chosen any of these young men. Samuel asked Jesse, my God, Samuel asked Jesse, if all his sons were there, my God, even my God, Samuel asked him, he said, are all your sons here? Is this it? And Jesse said, well, the youngest, <laughs> my God, David is out keeping the sheep. So Samuel said to Jesse, send for him. My God, we won't sit down until he comes. Send for him. We won't send down until he comes. Send for him, baby. Send for him, baby. Send for him. We won't sit down until he comes. So Jesse sent for David and God told Samuel, arise and anoint him. This is the one. My God, there's so much freedom in this. Arise and anoint him. This is the one. This is the one. This is the one I'm calling. This is the one I need. This is the one I got my eyes on. This is the one that I prepared for this next season. My God, in the name of Jesus. See, what you don't recognize and know, David 
My God, the spirit of the Lord was on David. David had a servant's heart. My God, and what we will see transformed next out of David, my God, won't make sense. But the Lord had anointed him. Go over to the battle with Goliath. Go over to the battle with Goliath. My God, in the name of Jesus, my God. So, Samuel took the oil and anointed David. The spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day on. My God, this is the one. My God, God will speak to you privately, baby. God will, God will speak to you privately. So let me go ahead. He says the Lord, once he anointed him, from the point that he was anointed, he started transforming into the image of Christ. It says Samuel took the oil and anointed David. The spirit of the Lord came upon David from that on. God gives his spirit to those who obey him. Saul refused to obey him. So God removed his spirit from God. Saul was troubled by another spirit. Saul wouldn't wait on the Holy Spirit. Saul acted prematurely. Saul sought out witches and warlocks and soothsayers. Saul acted outside of the Holy Spirit. My God, in the name of Jesus. So they said, let us find a man who plays harp. Come on now. My God, in the name of Jesus. And the Lord is with him. And look, so let me go back. Let me go back. Because I can't give you all of this at once. Let me go back to right here. Why it's important for the Holy Spirit. John 14 and 26. This is what Jesus says. This is what, let me back up to the 22nd verse. This Judas, not, not, not Judas that betrayed the other Judas, asked him, Lord, what has happened that you are going to reveal yourself to us and not the world? Jesus answered, my God, what has happened that you'll reveal yourself to us and not the world? He says, Jesus answered, if anyone really loves me, <laughs> if anyone really loves me, he's going to keep my word. He's going to keep my teaching. And my father will love them and he will come to them and make our dwelling place with them. If anyone loves me, he's going to do exactly what I said. If anyone loves me, he's going to live his life out for me. If anyone loves me, he's going to take up his cross. If anyone loves me, he's going to drink from the cup. If anyone loves me, he's going to deny himself. If anyone loves me, he knows how important this next part is. He says, one who does not really love me does not keep my words and the word teaching which you hear is not mine but it is the father who sent me this is what i love how 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 divinely this was executed he said i told you these things while i'm still with you i told you these things while i'm in your physical presence he said but this is what i need you to know what's going to happen next but the helper But the helper, somebody should type that this morning. But the helper, but the help, but the helper, but the helper, the helper. Let me tell you who the Holy Spirit is this morning. He is your help. He is your comforter. He is your advocate. He is your intercessor. He is your counselor. He is your strength. And he is your standby. My God. <laughs> he is your standby. He is your help. He is your comforter. He is your strength. He is your standby. Can I tell you what it means when he's your standby? Can I give you revelation of what a standby is? Standby means ready for duty. <laughs> 
Standby stand means immediate deployment. Standby means when you come for him, he will not delay. He's immediately ready to be what he's supposed to be to you. He's immediately ready to be your comforter. He's immediately ready to be your advocate. He's immediately ready to be your intercessor. He's immediately ready to give you sound counsel. He's immediately ready to give you strength. He's immediately ready. He's your standby. He's on duty. He was prepared for this. He was made for this. My God, he was created for this. He was designed for this. My God, he was built for this, baby. And he was built to last in the name of Jesus. He said, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my place to represent me, to act on my behalf. See, this is why you got to say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Holy Spirit, I depend on you. Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, I honor you. Holy Spirit, I bless you. My God. He says, so he says the helper. He said the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent and act on my behalf. He going to teach you everything you need. He's going to call you into position. He's going to develop you. My God, in the name of Jesus, he's going to pull you into the fullness of who you are. You don't have to guess who you are. You don't have to make stuff up. up. You don't have to seek for title. You don't have to seek position. Because once you drink this cup, once I anoint you with oil, the spirit of the Lord is already upon you, Father. Come on now. He says he will teach you. And he will help you remember everything that I've told you. Go back to Matthew 5, 7. Go back to Matthew 5 and 13. Go back to Matthew 24 and 25. Go back to Luke 24 and 49. Go back to John 14 and 16. Go on over to Acts 1 and 4. If you need to know what he, he does, this is what he's going to do. He's going to come up and he's going to remind you of absolutely everything. And this is, the, this is what I love next because we leave these out. We don't connect these scriptures. And then Jesus says, peace I leave with you. So the Holy Spirit comes and then I get my peace. He said, peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives it to you. Not as the world gives it to you. So do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. Nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance. Give you courage and strength. For every situation. Why? Because I've sent the helper to you. Holy Spirit, come. My God, the helper is on the way. Your standby is on the way. My God, so you ain't got to make nothing up. You ain't got to try to figure nothing out. You got to press into the presence of the Holy Spirit so that he can divine you, so, so define you, so he can really show you how you were created, so he can reveal his gifts to you. My God, so he can prepare you. My God. That's what kind of man God is. My God, the Holy Spirit will pay. So anytime I'm not in perfect peace, my God, my God, there's an absence of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> there's an absence of the Holy Spirit. Anytime I'm not in perfect peace, there's just an absence. I'm missing the Holy Spirit. I've not brought the Holy Spirit into the situation. I've not let him be comforter. I've not let him be standby. I've not let him be strengthener. I've not let him, I've not found my peace in him the way that I should. That's it. My God, I love this. My God, you are so tentative. Throw your hands up for a second. If you're driving, just throw one hand. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we receive your word today. 
We receive the Holy Spirit today, Father God. We thank you that you have not left us without strength, without a comforter, without an advocator, without an, a standby, without a helper, Lord God. We thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit, come. We invite you, my God, we invite you in like never before. We invite you into our marriage. We invite you into our homes. We invite you into our ministry. We invite you into our businesses. My God, we invite you to Facebook. We invite you to Instagram. We invite you to YouTube. We invite you, Father God, into rearing our children. We invite you into our purpose. My God, Father God, we need you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for holiness in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God did it again. Well, God did it again. Well, God did it again. Can you just bless the Lord with me, Father? We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We thank you for divine revelation. We thank you for divine impartation. We thank you for, Father God, for opening doors that no man can shut and bringing us to, into the fullness of who we are in Christ Jesus. Well, the Lord did it again. Well, the Lord did it again. I hope you share this with someone. I hope you take this devotional, drop it in your private group, send it to your mama, get the YouTube video. My God, there is so much freedom on this. There is Take the pressure off yourself of trying to figure out who you are in Christ Jesus. Let God reveal himself to you. There is so much in this that you could apply to your life. Do two things for me. Do two favors. If the word, can I say, how do you want me to say this, Lord? All right. If you, if God places on your heart to partner with this ministry, to sow in this ministry, to sow in this word, obey God. Oh, obey, obey God. What a mighty God we serve. Go sow, go give, go over to the website, click the donate button, LakeishaMJohnson.com, click the donate button, give there, or cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. There is nothing wrong with you wanting to sow into this word. It does not take anything away from you. It adds to kingdom, and it Put, it makes more fruit abound to your account. That's my first thing. My second thing, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to give you the opportunity for you to accept Jesus. I know nobody has ever talked to you like this, but this is the Holy Spirit revealing to you. This is the Holy Spirit revealing to you to who you are in Christ Jesus so that you do not live in another identity crisis. God is tired of you being in an identity crisis. God is tired of you being tossed to and fro. God is tired of you thinking you're not gifted enough. God is tired of you thinking you're too ugly for this. God is sick of this. God is over there. He wants you to come into the fullness of who you were called to be in Christ Jesus. So if you're going to do this, I need you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus, I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you the best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And Romans 10 and 13 reminds me, he will no way cast you out. Can I tell you, it's a praise in me. Like, can I just praise God for a second on this word for myself? Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you. Can you put a praise on this word today? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory. That's it in Jesus' name, amen. Woo! Okay. I'll see you. <laughs>
I'll see y'all back here in the morning, 5 a.m. Invite somebody in. Bring somebody into our sisterhood. Join Ladies Bible Study. Join IF. We got so many things that are coming up next year. I've been in my office. The Lord is speaking to me. Lord is fine. We're going to do a financial class next year. It's so much the Lord is going to do through this ministry. And I want you to be connected. I love you more than anything. God loves you. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God through you. My God, may you hunger and thirst for God like never before. I want you to be ravenous for the things of God. My God, I'm going to declare that over you. I decree and declare over your life today that you will become ravenous for the things of God, that you will seek God like never before. My God, there was so much on this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. I love y'all. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.